It's our 2022 NHL free agency preview. It's coming your way. The Sabres options in goal. Some of the big names don't pertain to them. And a couple of moves that they made on Tuesday ahead of free agency. It's all ahead in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. You're locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Jordan's a fun one. Free agency preview. I mean, it should be fun, but it seems like the Sabres are not all that interested in Well, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe they are. We'll see, because I'm more open to them being a little bit of a spender this year than I have in past seasons. But we'll preview what's to come for the Sabres um, in terms of their goalie options, maybe some other uh, free agency stuff. They did make a couple of moves on Tuesday that we will talk about. And then also some of the big hitters around the league that are going to hit the market. Johnny Goudreau, Evgeny Malkin, uh, Andre Palat, we're just finding out about. There's a lot of big names this year in free agency uh, that we should, uh, that we'll talk about coming up in a little bit here. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter and Jordan is at JR Hanskin. If you want to shoot us a follow and be sure to like and subscribe us on our YouTube channel where you can watch the show. Uh, we'll start with the moves the Sabres made on Tuesday, beginning with the Hino Hive. It's back. The Sabres re-signed Vinny Hinostroza one year, $1.7 million. Jordan, I know you're a, you're, a, you're a fan of the move, given that it's not that much money and a player that's uh, he's likable. Yeah, I, I like I like Vinny. Um, I thought he was he's one of those guys that, like, you pay a performer, right? You bring a performer back. Like, I thought, like, given what his contract was with us last year, like, I thought he performed a lot better than that. And I think that, you know, it's 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 a win-win for both sides. Vinny Hinostroza gets to be in a position where he can play in the NHL um, and get opportunities. Um, and the Sabres get a player who um, it seems that they, they very much like. So win-win for both sides. And the Hina Hive gets to keep keep on uh, buzzing around for another year. Uh, 13 goals, 12 assists for Hinostroza last year, 25 points in 62 games. This is a good depth bottom six uh, winger. I think it, the, the, the questions you'd have about the signing are maybe less about the player because it's not much cost and it's a player that I think everyone agrees is at least pr- fairly good, especially for the role that he plays. The bigger question about the signing and whether or not you should have done it is are you blocking out the kids? Because as it stands today, just to quickly rattle off 12 names that are already penciled in, I just want to say penciled in, not ink, but penciled in for the opening night lineup. You have Tage, Tuck, Skinner, Cousins, Krebs, Olofsson, Middlestat, Quinn, Hinostroza, Asplund, Akposo, Gergensen's Bjork. That's 13 names. That's not counting anything else they might do. And that's not counting J.J. Paterka. And that's the point. If you want J.J. Paterka 
to have an opportunity to make the team, this makes it a little bit harder for you. You included Quinn on the 13. You rattled him off fast. I did. I th- I did yeah. include Quinn. I would be stunned okay. if he was not in the opening night lineup. Yeah. I think he, yeah. he was so good in the AHL that he almost has to. Doesn't it seem but, like one of those things, though, like Paterka's got to – like he's got to earn it. He's, he's got to beat one of those guys out. Well, here's my question. Last year, the story was he did earn it. Last year, the to- everyone, the talk of camp was Paterka earned a spot, but they knew they were going to send him down anyway, so they just did it at the beginning of the season. My question to the Sabers would be: If JJ Paterka has the exact same camp and preseason he had last year, is he playing for your opening night? I, I'd, well, I'd like to say the answer is yes. But I'm not sure. And if you're asking, why did they send him down if he deserved to make it last year? Probably so he could have development with Quinn, right? And I think they wanted a full season just in one place and, like, get used to Rochester right away. Okay. Okay, so that too. Um, But wouldn't you expect them to graduate together? Um, And also, like, if they're they're trading for guys, I mean, where we hinted at it um, pre-show, um... But, like, if they were trying to trade for somebody, somebody's got to go, right? They're not just going to be able to trade. Sabres aren't going to be in in a position where they want to trade draft picks. So somebody's going to go for, for one of these guys. So, I mean, we'll we'll see where, where all the dominoes fall. It's still early in the offseason. We haven't even started this free agency thing yet. So yep. I wouldn't get too stressed about it. Uh, the other move the Sabres made on Tuesday, they re-signed goaltender Malcolm Subban to a one-year deal worth uh, the veteran minimum $800,000 to two-way contract so he can go to the AHL. And honestly, Jordan, I mean, he played, what, two games for the Sabres, and he's been more of an AHL guy the past couple of seasons. I'm, I guess he's the Amherst. He's one of the Amherst goalies to start the year. Yeah, I think he's fine for organizational depth. Like, I like him. Yeah, maybe help his brother get into the organization too. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Like, would it would it be like, hey, this this is a cool place to be, PK? Maybe, yeah. Maybe hang out here for a little bit. Um, yeah, like I, I like Malcolm Zubat. I'm fine with that. Me too. Depth. He's going to be the fourth goaltender probably because you'd think Lukanen's the starter in Rochester, and Subban will be his one B. And they'll bring in someone else to pair with Anderson at the NHL level to start. I, I think that's what'll happen, and that would mean that Subban's the number four. If and Malcolm as my Subban number four plays for the Sabers in the regular season at all. What, what, uh, <laughs> injuries, where are right? we? At? Injuries. Defcom what? Defcom <laughs> is it? What? What is? What is that? Is that the lower number is worse or the higher number is worse? I don't know if it's tornadoes or like hurricanes or I don't know. No, but is uh, is Defcom five worse than Defcom four? Or one? <laughs> okay. So I have no idea. Um, code and then this like code red at that point. <laughs> and then one other saber subject uh, is the James Van Riemsdyk hypothetical that was put out there by Elliot Friedman. In fact, it was more than a hypothetical; it was a report that Philadelphia is trying to offload the final year of that JVR contract, one year. $7 million. He scored 24 goals last year, only 13 assists. So not a lot of points and not a lot of two-way game. I mean, he was just kind of camping in front of the net and shoveling some pucks home, but he did. It's very one-dimensional at this point, but he did. One year left, $7 million. And Friedman did mention the Sabres by name uh, as one of the teams, along with Arizona and Seattle, that are interested in this idea. So I'll ask you this question. Is that 
at what price would you take JVR? Would it have to be, I saw Anthony Chandra from expected Buffalo, very, you know, strong on his take that I would need a first round pick for this. That's a lot of money. And also, you know what, Philly, I don't need to help you get Johnny Goudreau. So you got to pay up if you want to send me JVR. Uh, what, what would your take be on, on that idea for the Sabres? Um, I mean, if you're going to tell me that we would get a guy that scored 24 goals and a first for taking on money for a year, like I'd sign me up for that. Like that 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 makes all the sense in the world. Like this is not like Matt Murray, who's like literally like JVR. I mean, he's not as good as what he was before, but he's still a he's better than most of our bottom six. So like that's right. It would be another guy. It would be another guy, though, that you'd probably put in the opening night lineup, though, wouldn't it? Sure. Are we okay with that? I I think maybe there's room for one more forward. And if that's him, okay. You know, if I'm getting a second round pick or a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, but it is one of those things. I guess. I guess the question is like, what what does Kevin Adams want out of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and his his thing, his mantra has been patience, 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 patience. Um, so I think that on one hand, the Sabres getting another asset is fits into patience, right? But playing James Van Riemsdyk does not fit into that. That sounds like a move that somebody going for a like, Stanley Cup playoff berth. Yep. Um, it does seem like one of those things where it could be like, win-win like you can do a little bit of both like still hope for the future i mean the yeah you're right the one downside is it's another spot jj paterka has to find like us like but really like you could just scratch like bjork and even he oh yeah that's true that's true they'll probably end up scratching a couple of them if he earns it somebody's gonna get hurt too (laughs) somebody listen the 0506 Sabres, Jason Pominville didn't start the season on the team. By the way, he was a second-round prospect at that point in time. Midway through the year, he earned a spot. It's like, all right, remember what they did? They started scratching Taylor Pyatt, who was like a veteran. Last year, the Sabres did not have the full lineup, like, ever. Like, somebody was out. That's oh. right. They had a bit bad injury luck last year. For sure. Yeah, and I think that the way that, I mean – it seems like that's just the way it is in hockey. Like you, most years sure. are like that where you're got guys in and out, guys in and out. Right. Um, so I don't think adding James and Reams, like, totally means like there'll never be an opportunity for Paterka to make it or anything like that. Right. Um, but it sounds like the other teams that are like willing to offer cap are all in on this too. So it's just a matter of those, who gets what those damn yotes. They're always, they're always, they're always to this game. Does, the, the does taking Van, on salary. Does Van Reeves mm-hmm. like real quick? Does he have one of those no trades? Squat. He's got nothing. <laughs> Thanks for you, buddy. <laughs> um, you could buy him out Buffalo too. Or you could, Buffalo or uh, Arizona State. You right. You could you could take uh, the co- the contract from Philly and just buy him out. It's four point three this year and one point three next year if you do that. So. They, they'd have options. It's not like they'd even have to play them. If they'd say, hey, dude doesn't really not doesn't seem all that interested in being here, just buy them out. Who cares? You want, um, you want that, though? Like, well, it's a free draft pick. The Leafs get them for, like, 800K. I don't but I, what. But if I get a second-round pick out of it, that's fine. Good. Worth it. 
I'd yeah, say. That's true. Um, I, I know what you mean though. I don't I don't need the help Philly and Toronto and Boston in these teams. Um, all right, we'll take a timeout, we'll come back, we'll talk about some of the non-saber free agents, the big names that are gonna hit the market, and then goalie options. It is getting slim, slim pickings for the Sabres in net. We'll go through some of the remaining options uh, later on in the show. We are brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, uh, including Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, Gareth Bale for LAFC. You want to bet on El Trafico? Go to betonline.net. Your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, scores. They got everything you need. Uh, MMA, boxing, golf with the Open Championship this week. Saw Tiger Woods, the most bet on golfer in this week's tournament, which is crazy to me. Um, he's good at that course. He's good at that He's course. great at that call. How good is he at that course with one leg, though? And and the the problem is that, like, I think if the wind doesn't, if the wind's not going up, everybody's <laughs> going to be great at that course. <laughs> Oh, give me some. I need some bad weather at St. Andrews, right? You need it. You need it. Otherwise, yes. the course doesn't. The course is just at the mercy of the players. Right. It's the charm of the. It's the charm of Scotland. Of course, oh, the I dreary love, weather. I love it so much. Anyways, bet on St. Andrews this week. Bet on the Open Championship and uh, all. The, even if you're just looking for uh, different information on the tournaments and event, uh, I do that all the time for content on on my shows. WGR. Uh, head over to Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe the show on our YouTube channel. We now go into the big names for free agency. And I would really consider these to be the biggest names and the names that the Sabres are just not in the ballgame on. Um, Don't consider them likely at all. Not even to be like making a call, for instance. Players we know are going to test the open market. Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Hockey, he's going to the market, and he's leaving. Goudreau's agent tells Elliot Friedman, the Flames did all they could. This was a decision about family. And the, that the Flames have now put out a statement, Brad Treleving, their GM, uh, wishing uh, Goudreau the best and thanking him for his time in the organization. So he gone. He gone. And it sounds like, especially when they're citing family, he wants to go home. Home is New Jersey, kind of close to both Philadelphia and where the Devils play and even where the Islanders play. I think those are the three teams that are in on this. And I I guess who makes the most sense? Because all three were kind of bad last year. And the Rangers probably can't do it. Yeah, they don't have the the money. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I mean... Three very old school people. Three very old school coaches. Yep. <laughs> this makes me laugh. Like it's just like I don't know. I think that he could go. Well, he could go any which way. I, I think Lee makes the most sense. Like they're gonna be the, they, they. Their owner said it himself. Like we're gonna all we're the Flyers. We don't rebuild. Like so whether what I mean that could be a disaster. Um, but it does seem like they're the type of team that's trying to build their team in an image. That is like, like they're still trying to add talent. Whether or not you like those moves is besides the point. Like they're they're going for it. Um, yeah. Whereas, and but then like, or does he want to go with like the young? The Devils are interesting. Like they're not 
they're yeah. bad, but they're not like they're kind of exciting because there are a lot of young guys. Yeah. So like, I guess you could go either way with that. I don't I, know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to go with the the Islanders. Seem like they're like down. Yeah, and they seem like they're going in the wrong direction. I I think the Devils honestly make the most sense. The Devils can pay the most, and they are kind of young and up and coming. Uh, him and Jack Hughes would be really interesting because they're like the same type of player. Goudreau is obviously way better at this point. Um, but the Devils can pay the most. They're up and coming. Philly, I just if they don't get rid of that Van Riemsdyk contract, and there was a report this afternoon that at, at the moment they don't want to pay the price that it will take to get rid of him. If that's the case. They don't have the space to, to pay Goudreau. They have to get rid of JVR if they want to pay Goudreau. And that's where a team like the Sabres um, could maybe step in and say, like, all right, like kind of reap on that desperation from uh, from the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So that's what's going on with Goudreau. I'm distracted as I'm talking because literally as we're recording, there it is. The Penguins have re-signed Evgeny Malkin. It's a four-year contract. So Malkin got his way. He played hardball. That the report was that he ended contract negotiations with Pittsburgh when they would not go to a fourth year. And here they are going to a fourth year. So Gino stays in Pittsburgh. I had him on the list of guys that we would talk about testing the open market. I liked Washington for him playing with Ovechkin. Nicholas Backstrom is going to be on long-term IR, but uh, Malkin, I mean, how old is he? He's probably, this probably means he ends his career uh, with the Penguins. 35 years old. It's one of those moves where it's like, is it best for the organization? Is it best for the Penguins to give him that contract? No, but no, but they probably just, just can't imagine seeing him playing for like the Capitals. Right, like, it's a legacy contract. Right, we can't. We just can't let that happen. Right, so, uh, it's six point one million per year. That's not a lot. That is not a lot uh, for what I thought he could command. But so I guess they, they there was some wiggle room on both sides. Pittsburgh was willing to go. Uh, to meet him on the term and maybe Malkin was willing to take less um, to help them, you know, stay competitive. They signed Ricard Raquel. So that probably factored into that as well. I, 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 I good for Pittsburgh. I'm, I know why they did it. Um, I kind of wanted to see him away from Crosby, you know, just once just wanted to see him away from Crosby kind of, you know, escape that shadow. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess he's been so good throughout his career that that might, that might be more of a narrative than anything. It's not really a, a thing. You know, he had those moments where, like, when Crosby was injured, that he was like carrying the team on his back. Like, I think, he, I think a lot, I think everybody knows of Guinea Malkin has mm-hmm. been a great player. Like, he's kind of like Dwayne Wade, right? Like, it's like great player yeah. playing yeah. with another great. Like, it's just, is what it is. He, uh, that year you mentioned that Crosby was hurt. That was the 2011 12 season. Crosby only played, actually, Crosby didn't play that year. Did he miss the whole year? No, there he is. 22 games. Crosby played 22 games. Malkin won MVP. (laughs) Like the year Crosby wasn't on the ice. Malkin was the MVP of the sport. Um, So I think you're right. Uh, He's going to go down as one of the greats of all time, uh, regardless of playing with 87, his whole career or not. Okay. So Malkin off the list of potential free agents that'll hit the market. So we've got Goudreau. How about Andre Palat? He will test the open market. Um, Is that, Kind of the guy you feel like is is he the most likely to get a big contract that the team will regret? Doesn't he kind of fit that bill because he's thirty one? 
he's coming from a team where it might have been more about what was around him than it necessarily him himself. I don't know. I feel like I could see Palat getting overpaid by an average team and that average team regretting it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't know. He's always been one of those guys where in the playoffs, I'm like, man, this guy, like, this guy is really good. Like, I, I would always, like, watch him, and I'd be like, he'd always be noticeable for the Lightning. I'd be like, really? That Andre Palat is, is that good? Um, but, yeah, like, I get it. Like, is he, can he be, like, the star of a team? Probably not. Um, so I guess, I guess in, in that regard, like, I don't think he's going to be like Billy Lano. Like he's not that he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a, he's a pretty good player. He'd be like Brad Richards where it's like, like, all right, he's, he's decent he's useful, but right. That went, uh, that went South pretty quickly. Didn't it? Richards in, uh, in New York. Well, I think he, hurt. he gets hurt Same a lot. Age. That's right. Um, okay, so Palat will hit the open market, and then there's two big-name goaltenders, Jack Campbell and Darcy Kemper. I I almost hesitate to even want to talk about these guys because I think we kind of know where they're going. It, it's kind of the worst-kept secret in hockey that Campbell and the Oilers already have a deal worked out. Like, that one's getting announced at 12.01 on <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. Um, so I guess the, the, the deal sounds like, from what Friedman said, he thinks it's five years, $5 million per year. Uh, do you like that deal for Edmonton? He's had two good years in Toronto, but only two good years. And the Oilers, you know, they they've they've always needed a goaltender, right? And they'd hope does, that this is their does, answer. Does Edmonton like draft any goalies, or do they just? Like, <laughs> That's a great like, question. <laughs> I, I just wonder, like, wh- what is like their goaltending prospect pool look like? There, there can't be one. <laughs> there just can't. Be I know, one. right? Doesn't it just feel like that? Like Edmonton just like literally lives in this. Like I'm just gonna draft. I'm just going to take 27-year-olds from other teams mm-hmm. in perpetuity and hope that one of them somehow is good at the same time that we are. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess it's, like, a fine move for them, but it just feels like the same thing of that endless carousel. They, they have Cam Talbot at one point, or, like, they yep. had, uh, what's, that, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Mike, Smith, Mike Smith. Devin Dubnik was an oiler. Jeff. Dubnik was there. Koskinen they brought over from Europe. Koskinen. Yeah, so um, yeah, the the ride never ends. Um, and then and you were talking. Then the other one was uh, uh, Avalanche guy, Darcy Kemper. So Kemper, uh, it sounds like Washington is the favorite, and that I mean that makes sense because Washington Washington probably thinks they're getting him in that they traded both. Well, they got rid of both their goaltenders in two days. They traded Vitek Vanacek to the Devils. And then they decided not to qualify Ilya Samsonov. We'll talk more about him from a Sabre perspective in a second. But, um, yeah, what do you make of Washington just starting over a net and just deciding to pay the uh, the Stanley Cup champions uh, starting netminder? Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Um, I'm surprised that they just, like, bailed on Samsonov. Um, that seemed like – it seemed that was, that was the interesting thing to me is that, like – does it hurt that bad to give somebody a qualifying offer? Like, does is that like is that really eating your bank account that bad? Yeah. Um, so like, I I think giving that away for free and not getting any compensation for anybody trying to pick him up, I thought that was very. It might be telling to what they think of him. Um, yeah. So like, who would know better than the Caps? Um, and Darcy Kemper's like he's not. 
he's not the surest thing in that. I mean, he's a Stanley Cup champion, so you can't take that away from him. But it's like, do the Avalanche win because of Darcy Kemper, or do they win in spite of Darcy Kemper? Mm-hmm. Samsonov being a first-round pick of the Capitals once upon a time, it is interesting for sure. They didn't want to even see it out uh, before he played his 100th game. He hasn't even played 100 games for them yet, and like they're, they're done with it. But there's been – we'll talk about him in a little bit. There's there's some other stuff with Samsonov. Oh. Uh, okay, so those are the big names that are going to hit the market. Nazem Kadri, uh, the only thing on him right now is that he's going to in- accept a meeting from everybody. He wants to hear from every team that's, that's interested. Get um, him in there, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> with, with Kadri. He just, yeah, you know, just go hang out. Don't even make an offer. Just be like, hey, I what's up? He would, I think he would fit. I think he would like mm. – I, I kind of like it. I kind of like Kadri. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's take a timeout here and let's talk about some goalie options because it's getting there. There are fewer and fewer options as the days go on. And there were two guys that were on the move today on Tuesday that you can cross off the list that's available to the Sabres on Wednesday. That's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens. I got the drops. I put in my water every morning. It's how I get my vitamins and my nutrients. Uh, You could do the shakes, too. They're really good and very healthy as well. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Um, Check out AG1. Uh, And, again, there's a multitude of ways to include AG1 in your diet. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness. Costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens, over 7,000 five-star Reviews recommended by professional athletes and trusted by the leading health experts. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take advantage and ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin on the Lockdown Savers podcast. All right. We've got to find a goaltender. It is the biggest hole on the Sabres roster right now. We don't know who is starting opening night. We know Craig Anderson's one of the two. We know Lukanen can earn his way onto the team, whether that be at the beginning of the year or at some point during the year. He probably gets some games in, and now we know that Subban is going to be another depth piece in Rochester. But who is the missing piece? Let's start. Let's Actually, let's, let's, let's cross some more names off the list. How many guys have been crossed off the list? Vitek Venacek to gone. Billy Huso to Detroit, gone. Uh, uh, you've got uh, Braden Holpe announcing that he's not going to play next year and might have to retire due to a, a lingering injury. So Holpe, cross him off the list. Today, you had Matt Murray get traded to Toronto, who had already told the Sabres, I ain't coming. Cross Murray off the list. You had uh, Cam Talbot get traded from Minnesota to Ottawa. Cross him off the list. It's getting to a point now, Jordan, where I'm really wondering if they're just going to get stuck with some other team's backup that's really underwhelming because that's kind of what the market is right now. But the one name that we'll mention at the top here that we'll talk about before other options, the one guy that's not like that, that's a little bit different, is Ilya Samsonov, who we just discussed, got let go for nothing in Washington. The production has not been there through three three seasons. 
it has not been there. I actually tweeted a, a stat out this afternoon that in the last five years, the last five years, 62 goalies have played at least 82 games. And I'll put up, I'll put up the, the stat on our uh, YouTube page so you could see it. These are the worst goalies in the league the last five years. Dead last, Martin Jones. He's a free agent. Second last, Jonas Corposalo. 60th out of 62 is Craig Anderson. 58th out of 62 is Malcolm Subban. And Ilya Samsonov is 56th. The production is not there. But Jordan, I think why this might be intriguing is you know what Malcolm Subban is. You know what Craig Anderson is. You don't really know what Samsonov is because first-round talent, still only 25 years old, and he has not even played 100 games yet in the league. Yeah, so I guess my question is, why is that better than Lucan? That is a good, it's a good question. I, I, I mean, he stays healthier, I guess, is the only difference. I really think, like, at this point, now that all the, the, the fish that you can't, that you even maybe even tried or didn't try to reel in are gone, I think this is, like, this is the point where it's, like, well, like, I'll, I'll bring it to quarterbacks. Like, time to see what, the like, Daniel Jones can do. Like, it's time to just see throw, what Dr. Lucanen can do. Like, Right, just throw because, him into the deep end and watch him swim. Yes, right? Like, now I get it. Like, you, you are you doing a disservice to the kid? Like, I bet Dr. Lucanen would be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, throw me in the deep end. Let me see if I can swim. Like, yeah. Um, because he's probably looking over his shoulder and seeing Portillo and Levi and being like, I need to, I need to get this team now. And to Pius Lanin in now. <laughs> they dropped right. another one. And the Sabres just keep stockpiling these guys, which I kind of like. I, I, I mean, just get as many lottery tickets as you can get. Um, mm. but like, yeah, like it's, it doesn't it just seem like that just is the most logical solution. I'm getting there, too. I am getting there, too. I don't think that's what they'll do. They might have to, though. They might not find a dance partner. They might want – Adams might want to add above Anderson I mean, I, and just I, I not might, find someone to do it with. I might want to add Samsonov just because I – Craig Anderson played, like, half the season last year. Right. Like, you um, might want to just have another goalie in the system anyways. That's right. So, other options if it's not Samsonov. By the way, the one other thing that's a little tricky with him – is there's been internal discipline in Washington with him a couple of times. He was one of those Capitals players that got suspended uh, for breaking COVID policy uh, early on in the pandemic. But then also later that year near the playoffs, he got suspended by the team and missed the start of their playoff run because he was, he was showing up late to meetings like repeatedly and like falling asleep in the meetings. Like, there, there was, I guess, some behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe wasn't so great with him. The one thing I will say, though, is the Sabres would know better than anybody whether or not that's correctable or they could keep him in line or even mentor him with Craig Anderson. Because remember, Craig Anderson was in Washington for a full season with Samsonov. So th- they just got to ask they just gotta ask Anderson. That's it. And if he says, if he gives him the green light, then I think you do it. If he says, dude, you don't want this kid, then you just you pass. Right. You see that? You see that Donnie Meatballs uh, speech at a U.S. development camp. It was really good. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. falling asleep during that. Yeah, <laughs> no, Everybody, right. everybody's listening to that guy. Right. Um, okay. So Samsonov is one idea. 
What are some others? Miko Koskinen. Actually, I could probably cross him off the list. I think he's returning to Europe. Uh, you've got Martin and Jones, here. but yeah. that's that's the worst production in the league the last five years. Just put the stat up. I, I think you know who could be realistic, and this isn't a very appealing idea. Thomas Grice, you know, like career backup. Um, Yuroslav Halak, but the reunion tour, Halak on the Sabres. What was That'd it, be three funny. days? Three days. Three days. It was less than that, maybe. It was like one practice and one sitting in the stands as a backup. Um, he was good, but he only played 20 games last year for Vancouver, and he's 37. Um, but, I mean, as a one-year stopgap, I mean, that, that's about as good as you're getting. David Riddich is another one who's, again, a career backup, played last year for Nashville in 17 games, 88, 86 save percentage. I mean, again, I'm telling you, free agency, there's not much. The one – the one avenue they might have is trade. Do they want to go after Jake Allen and try to pry him out of Montreal or call up Mike Greer? Because the Sharks have three NHL goaltenders. They have Kapo Kakinen, they have James Reimer, and they have Aiden Hill. I, I think they just got Kakinen, so I don't think he's available, but go for Hill or Reimer. I, I think maybe the Shark the Sharks might be the best trade option because they, they are definitely trading somebody. Montreal when you don't know what's happening with Carey Price, do they really want to trade Jake Allen? Uh, I'm a little hesitant on that. But San Jose, like, they're going to trade somebody. So, Reimer, right? Like, Reimer, that might be as good as you're going to get at this point. But, well, I mean, yeah, like, but even then, like, is that is that what we want? Like, do you want that? Is it's there... an upgrade. Do you want to go bigger? What do you want? Like, what would you want them to do at this point? Do you want John Gibson? <laughs> I honestly just want to see what Ukapakalukunik. That's right. You you said that. That's right. Yeah, like I really go. think like that's the best solution here. Like, and if he's great, great, right? And if he's not good, well, you can easily yeah. tell Devin Levi, hey, she your team now. Like, you know, we don't need the like. There's there's a lot that could we could do with that. Whereas like James Reimer just seems like I don't think I don't think we're making the playoffs with James Reimer in that. Like I don't think that's. Um, Probably maybe. not. Maybe. I mean, Probably yeah, you're not. right. It's like more, more sure than Lukanen, mm-hmm. but it's not like, I don't know. Like, well, one other guy I'll throw out there as an option, Eric Comrie, who has played very, a very limited sample size. He's only played 28 games in the NHL. He did play 19 of them last year for Winnipeg as Connor Hellebuck's backup. And he had a 920 save percentage, which was one of the better marks in the NHL uh, in the limited action that Comrie saw. And he's 27. He's younger than most of these guys. He he shouldn't cost you more than a couple of years. Uh, probably not even that and low money because he's hardly played. I, I kind of like him as a shot in the dark, you know, just because of the unknown factor. If they if they are going to do something, I kind of like you, though. I'm falling for the idea of just throw Lucan in. Um, but Would if they want... Could you get like Olmark back? Like, I did you see my tweet? I I'm in on that. Cause, I like, love that he, idea. He's not going to want to be a backup. No, and I think he'll probably split time with Swayman. But Boston probably wishes they could have that five million dollars for something else. I'm sure. I, I that actually idea would be perfect if he just hadn't played for the Sabers before, because you and got, the, the term the term kind of stinks like. For Boston, it does. The Sabres don't. Three years is kind of perfect, isn't it? 
It's not perfect. Yeah, I guess, two two, like, two is perfect. You're thinking that one of those one of those college studs are going to have to go to Rochester for a year, right? Right. At so yeah. Um. So I think three years is fine, and five million dollars is fine. At Boston, they've got two million in cap space, and Bergeron's not under contract. David Krejci's coming back. They need money for him. They reportedly want to chase Kadri. Like you need money. What's one way to get money? Why don't you give us Allmark back? To, to uh, take these backseat on uh, the five million dollars, when you're you're Swayman, I mean, you had a strong rookie season. You're gonna probably have him be the one A anyway. So I uh, I like the Allmark idea. It's just it. The only holdup is it's just weird that a guy yeah, would sign and, somewhere and else. Would Allmark want that? Like the, the, you know. I, the only thing I'll say on that real quick before we wrap, he did sound very uh, open to the idea of staying when he left, you know, it That's wasn't true. like Reinhardt and Eichel and Ristolainen. and it was a different tone. Allmark even kind of said it both in his Instagram goodbye message. And uh, 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 in this press conference, when he first got to Boston was if the Sabres had had either offered the same money or maybe a little bit above, like he was very open to saying here. So it's kind of like if he gets the money, and he was open to going back to Buffalo. I, would he have a problem with it? Um, maybe not. So I, I don't think it's realistic because it's weird. Not. But I, I love the idea. I don't <laughs> think you'll do better than him. You will not do better than him if you're going to add someone. No, and that's like that's an actual starting caliber goal. Like, yes. Besides like the rest of these guys. Like maybe Reimer's the closest that's realistic. Um, but even then, like, I'm not – that's not going to make me like – jump for joy and express my like oh we're going to the playoffs baby yeah. I, don't, I don't think i see that all right we'll see what the sabers do in goal defense you know pk suban whatever it might be uh wednesday is free agency we'll talk about it after we see what wednesday brings goudreau palat uh with these goalies and what the sabers will do is all ahead uh, La- so we'll last thing how quick are we going to get decisions by these people like, is Wednesday going to be, like, the trade deadline day where we get nothing? 12, or is it going to be, like, or is it going to – yeah, I think so, too. I think I, there's going to be For agency is usually insanity quick. I think there's going to be a flood, a flood of news. Because they've right probably already been talking to everybody. We've already heard. Oh, for sure. All over the place, so. Yeah, the, the, all, all these teams already have these deals lined up. Tampering. Come on. Tons of tampering. Tons of tampering. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow after free agency is over. Enjoy it. And uh, let's hope we get something fun to talk about here in the Lockdown Savers podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts giving you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL. All 